0: Hi, everyone. James Hannon here from Men Real Life. Welcome, whether you're listening to us on the podcast or you're part of our Men Real Life community in our group on Facebook. Uh, Today, it's my privilege. It's my honor. I get to introduce another great buddy of mine. I I mean, I've had the the pleasure of of meeting and knowing uh, incredible men all around the world. And this man is second to none. He is an incredible master when it comes to marketing strategies, uh, copywriting, seeing trends happen, and then jumping in front of those trends. uh Ty and I have known each other, I think, now for oh, a few years. How I many would you say now, Ty? It'd be close to 10 years, I think. Something I would say like right, that. about 10, I would say. Oh, probably. Man. <laughs> um, Ty has written a book. Uh, he was one of, in his industry, was one of. I say was the first person to start working with blogs and online advertising through Google AdWords. Uh, and he has stayed ahead of those trends and and really gets into trying to understand what makes something to uh, something work. And today, what we're talking about is the transformation economy. Ty is now talking to people all over the world on this particular subject where they start to understand that the economy is changing and it's changing rapidly. And the way that you enter into business, the way that you run your business, it's changed to the way that I guess it was done five years ago, 10 years ago, definitely 20 years ago. And you need to be aware of that. And so, you know, is a family man, but I'm going to let him... Tell you a little bit about his story, Ty. Oh, I know, man, it's great to have you on this podcast. Um, great to have you as part of the community. And also, he's starting a, a, another group up, or another part for the for men called Second Half. And so, if you want to be a part of what Ty's doing with Second Half, uh, definitely searching out on that. It's going to be an incredible journey there uh, for men called Second Half of the second half of their life, or the second half of their vision, the second half of their development. Um, just to, whether you're young or old, it's going to be a beautiful, <clears throat> excuse me, beautiful thing to be a part of. So Ty, tell us a little bit about yourself, Mighty Man, as we're here on this t- uh, together.
1: Well, uh, if you can't tell by the gray in my hair, I'm entering my second half of life. And so part of me was like, okay, so I've learned a lot in my first half. I've met a lot of interesting, really cool people. I've spent a lot of time building businesses and, and and doing some great stuff online and oh and offline as well too. And so when it came to the second half I thought, okay, wouldn't it be cool to come up with a way to help people that are entering their second half to really leave a legacy of success and greatness and and just cool stuff for their family in the future. And 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 really to do the best work ever in your second half of life. But then also share wisdom from other people um, to those who may still be in their first half. So uh, when I was initially conceptualizing this whole thing about the second half, and I appreciate you bringing it up and I'll get to my story in a second because it all plays together. Um, I, I was like, okay, so this is about helping old people do well and, and, and plan for retirement and investing and all this kind of great stuff. In reality, it's about life. Because the the older folks that, that I'm talking to and 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 talking about what we can do with this idea are are have just this incredible wisdom that they can share with a 20-year-old. Well, I mean one of those just silly examples that that I was just looking at is you know investing a small amount of money, like two or three hundred dollars a month, uh, into like the stock market, for example, uh and and, and letting that sit there for 20 years. Uh you're talking about at the end of that twenty thirty forty years you you millions of dollars if you just invest three four hundred bucks and a small business that you could start could easily do that and and you could do that at the age of twenty and and by the time you're you're fifty or sixty you'd be completely financially independent have millions of dollars in the bank and and never have to worry about money again. It's a really cool position to be in, let alone where that business could take you but so initially um when i got started in, in 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 marketing really was i was a, a 21 year old punk kid and um i was looking for ways to to make more money and and let me back up just a touch because people who are offering you opportunity i mean you have to be open to opportunity first of all right um but if you are in the business of sales or 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 part of a maybe a network marketing company or something like that. And you're talking to people and, and some people are saying no and you're, and you're feeling down about that. The reality is it, they are working on their time, not on your time. And so when I was first approached about the network marketing industry, which has really been my niche industry for the last 25 years, um, and I've been able to do very, very well, I'll share a little bit more of that story. But when I was first approached, I said, no. Six months later, someone approached me with the same exact script. How do I know it was a script? Because, you know, later on when I said yes, they hand me the same script to go call people and do the same thing, right? And so, um, first of all, just don't don't get like frustrated with uh, the reality of of dealing on another person's time frame. They're not going to be ready when you're ready necessarily, but who knows six months from now or a year from now or two years from now or five years from now, if you stay consistent, you're going to win in, in, in any industry, really. But so I started out as a 21-year-old punk kid and and began to work on my skills, on my people skills, on my really sales skills, on business development skills and things of that nature. And, and But I wasn't successful in that first company at all. I, I spent five years of what I call my heavy lifting years, you know, working a regular a job where I was a manager and I had 100 employees working for me at a very, very young age, doing very well there. And as a matter of fact, the things I was learning in my business applied to that company and I was able to just cruise up the ladder in a rapid way. But it wasn't coming to fruition in the business that I really wanted it to, which is kind of an interesting dynamic in and of itself. But mm-hmm. what happened was uh, five years, heavy lifting, suit and tie on, you know, putting my wife in in nylons and the the most money I made was <laughs> uh and, and I spent a thousand dollars that month to get it so I netted 200 bucks and when you put your wife in in nylons for for 200 dollars a month it ain't gonna go well for very long and so um
0: <laughs> yeah just for those people over here in a stra- so the men over here, if you don't understand what Ty is talking about when he's talking about nylons, we're talking about stockings. And uh, let's just face it, fellas, the ladies don't like it if they have to wear them. And especially there's no promise at the end. Okay, oh. there's no. <clears throat> hey, Ty, just before you go on, you said something before about uh, to do actually with second half. And I'm bringing us back a fair way. I know in what you've already started, and we'll, we'll shoot back up to where we are uh, right at this point in just a sec. But as you were saying it, you know, I, I'm thinking about the the young men that are on this call. We may have 18, 19, 20 year old men and yeah. and they're thinking, man, I'm not, I'm not nowhere near my second half. But here's the thing, here's the reality of it. There is something for for men, Uh, that if you're listening to this, we want to treat you like a king. We want to treat you like the future ruler of a kingdom. And any ruler of a kingdom that wants to keep their subjects, that wants to keep their kingdom happy, that wants to keep uh, it growing, learns from the generations of the past. And to, to come in just like what Ty was talking about into a community where you can learn from the generations that have gone ahead of you, And then the next part of wisdom, if you've ever heard of family wealth or generational wealth, it's the the generations that compound the previous generation's wealth. And that's what Ty and his, his group is going to be really about, is that compounding generational wealth, that compounding knowledge wealth, compounding heart wealth, compounding health wealth, compounding wealth in every aspect of life that you get to learn from the second generation because this man here guys is going to change the world. Be ready for that. So be part of that. So coming forward now into where you're at now, you Rochelle is a beautiful lady. Uh, I don't know why you put her in stockings anyway. Um, (laughs) but, (laughs) and you've got two amazing children, uh, Emma and Tyler. Now you, um, tr- jumped into this and, you know, let's, let's put it this, it's a, it's an epic fail at that point of your career. It's an epic fail. You put five years in going out every night and some fellas, if you're not part of network marketing or home-based business in that real, put it into, into the context of another business because you're still going to have to do the hard yard. Ty, you know, you've, you've had traditional businesses, you've had, marketing businesses. You're a personal coach. Uh, you've done mentoring. Uh, you and I are in business together in a couple of different businesses that we've got as well. So, um, let's face it. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. There's the hustle, isn't there? There's the, you've got to put the energy in. You've got to put the fight in at the start. It's not hustling people. It's the, the hustle of energy that yeah. you, you've got to put in at the start. Now, when you think about that, those first five years of failure, you, how important was that failure? How important was that to, to your success? How important was that failure to your success?
1: Well, I mean, I learned a tremendous amount for sure. Um, I would have rather have it gone faster in terms of, of the success, but um, uh, you know, one thing I did not do, I never stopped working on myself while I was working on my business at the time. So I was always reading more than, than, than people in my peer group. I was always listening to more audios. I was always staying late at at, at meetings, just gathering information that I could later apply to, to life and as well as um, you know, to a successful marriage and also to business as it, as it came forward and, and it, it really allowed me to i think i think that failure set me up to appreciate success even more probably and and it's something i taught i've i've taught my kids over the years is that you know um the only way to fail is to quit really and i was just either either too stubborn or whatever to to quit because i i i did that 5 years i t- i took a Took a bit of a five-year sabbatical from the industry. I was really wasn't super active, but I was still working on me. And then um, I found a mentor. And that mentor, at the time, it was a really weird dynamic in the, in the niche of, of network marketing because there were a group of leaders throughout the industry that were very afraid of the Internet. They didn't understand it. They didn't know how it was gonna fit into their business. So they kind of really pushed it aside and said, oh, that'll never impact us. That'll never be anything. Don't ever you know, look in that direction, right?
0: It's, and those people know. are still around, like there's still people like that today. And it's not just network marketing, <laughs> it's in every industry. And yeah. on that, it's like, whoa, you're gonna die the death of a thousand cuts if you don't figure that out real soon. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, but it's like, yeah, keep going, man.
1: So I found this mentor and he, he did two things for me. One was he was seriously, um, after my own success, he really wanted to see me do well. And the second part of that puzzle was he goes, why don't you try it? You had success. Cause I had, at the time I had started another company. I was doing a lot of like early, early e-commerce, like, had to be 2001, 2002. We had the second largest, uh, I don't know if you guys have eBay there, but second largest eBay business in the state of Washington and, and selling a huge amount of volume. And we had employees and I was starting to do some, some online advertising. And I thought, you know, I could, have, I could do some of this with network marketing. And, and very few people had thought about doing it at the time. And, and I started doing it. And all of a sudden I was generating huge number of leads. So in that nine months after um, I met my mentor, I had personally brought on a hundred new business partners to partner with. Okay, And um, nine months after that, I earned my first, first six-figure income. And nine, uh, 18 months later, so three months uh, three years into the whole process with my new mentor and, and, and utilizing the internet to a certain extent I had my first $60,000 month to go from $200 in, 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 and I know it was like a 10 year process, but people would go, wow, you sure grew fast. Amazing. You know, I was getting all these crazy war- know, <laughs> filled with goofy where I think my wife got rid of some of them, but a lot of plaques and, fastest growing and all this stuff and they think wow this guy came out of nowhere really i came out of nowhere by putting in 10 years behind the scenes when no one knew who i was isn't that interesting and all of a sudden wow superstar it is interesting. So be- began speaking on stages and, and and do a lot of training and coaching and and a lot of things like that because people were really interested in what i was able to do with the internet and and it's it's been a um, things change dynamically online always. I mean, the only constant on in online marketing is change. But over the years, I've been able to adapt and continue to to do some really fun and interesting things. I mean, I started my blog in 2003 when no one r- knew what a blog was. They were like, oh, I'm starting a blog I'm, I'm, or I'm getting a blog. And they're like, oh, can you get some cream or ointment to clear that up at <laughs> the doctor? Right? You know, what's a blog? I mean, no one knew, <laughs> right? And today, I mean, everyone has their own blog. So at the time, no one, no, but it was the first blog in that niche industry. And I call it a niche industry. It's so over a hundred, I think it's $130 billion industry. So it's not small. In the like US alone. Me, uh yeah, so it, it means, but it was the first let's, blog. Let's talk
0: ever. about this. Now let's talk about this for a second with you, you. You've brought this up a few times in this conversation about in that niche, in that niche. from that niche. Right. And, um, and Tony Robbins talks about this is that you can be, you can put in 10 times the effort of the next guy, but if you're selling the same product, but you're putting in 10 times the effort, you are only going to have an incremental difference. Um, whereas if you can find the niche and even a niche within a niche and position yourself within that, that's when it's exponential growth, that 10 times factor that uh, Kandone, 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 uh, uh talks about. Sorry, I've forgotten his name. But so if we, you know, so let's talk about that. What was it, and you're still doing that today. I mean, uh, helping business owners uh, in the network marketing industry to find their niche, um, and then their unique niche and positioning themselves is that the part that a lot of businessmen in need to start to understand what's their niche? And If that is true, how do they start? What do they? Have you got some ideas around that? I know we're going a bit of a different direction, okay. but I know you're an expert in this area.
1: You know, I think people, a lot of times, I mean, there's, there's two different uh, areas of thought when it comes to this. One would be find your passion and develop a business within that passion, right? The other side is, do something that really legitimately makes sense. Okay, so I I think it's really more of a combination. Um, If your passion, let me me put it this way, if your goal is to make money, and your passion lies in, in something that there's zero possibility of making money, then probably not a good option. (laughs) <laughs> if you find something that's that's somewhere in the middle that that actually makes sense in today 's economy and actually I would call it today 's transformation economy because things are transforming so quickly and industries are changing so quickly that that these superstar companies are just coming in and just blowing up traditional industries that have been around for fifty years so when it comes to a niche market i mean i'm I'm a big fan of of Figuring out a way, it comes back to this, what you want to make money, solve someone's problem. Okay, so if it's a, if it's a big enough industry, um, help people accomplish what they want to accomplish in the, within that industry, help solve problems related to that industry, and, and you're going to be able to um, uh, carve out a, a successful business as a result of that. And really, I mean, just to break it down even a little bit more, look like, like for example, the, the, the people who were the gold rush in the 1800s in the United States, right? All of these people were traveling to California and, and up the coast to Alaska to strike it rich and, by finding gold. Well, the reality is very few of those people struck it rich and found gold the people that made the most amount of money were were in California and Oregon and Washington and and it actually put Seattle on the map because people came to Seattle which is my home town and and bought their wares they bought their picks and their and and their shovels and and supplies so that they could go to Alaska and and get rich well the reality is the people who got rich were the people selling the picks and the axes and, and all the other supplies related to that niche market. So um, when, when you find something that, that, that fills a need, like those people that were going to go look for gold needed the supplies. They absolutely had to have them or they would probably die. Okay, pretty good niche market. You, you sell them their supplies, you, 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 you make a lot of money. And that's exactly what happened. So not all of the people that were looking after the gold made the money, but the people supplying them certainly did very, very well. So, you know, uh, would I be out looking for gold right now? No, I'd probably try to find a way to support some some industry and and solve a problem for some industry, whether it be technology or training or something like that related to um, a product or service. So,
0: so, so I guess it comes down to... Like, okay, it, it, some of these guys might be in business already. Look, so if you're in business already, you've got to take a moment out, getting someone to speak to, getting a coach, getting someone to, to to nail. Like, I mean, you and I both sit down with business owners all the time and find out what their passion is, what makes them different, help them find that niche. And I think that's an important part that a uh, every business owner should go through, just to take that moment, breathe sit down. They can either work it out themselves. I, for me, I can I mean, guys, I've sat down with Ty, I've sat down with other friends as well. And just to um, that are business coaches and paid my dues in that to, to, to get my out of my head and get what other people's ideas are. And it's always a good idea, a good thing to do. Um, let's talk about the transformation economy. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, you're, this is what you're presenting about all over the world now, this change where you're doing a regular webinar, helping people to see this transformation economy. Talk about that for us. Let people, let, let's help the men see what's going on out there. And guys, you've got to pull your head out of the sand in this. You might not, don't be the ostrich. They're with the head in the sand, they're up in the air and going nowhere, okay, and hoping that it'll just pass you by. You're going to end up getting something shafted if you're going to keep that mode all right, you've got to look around. There is an opportunity here. There is an opportunity for you to change your life if you understand the transformation that are happening now. So this message that Ty is going to bring is important. So let's let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you just rewind back and and look at where we started this conversation, it started with a transformation of this. Right? Mm. Uh, so I had a mental transformation. Because of the books I read, because of the audios I listened to, because of the people I studied, that allows you to be put in a position where you can see, and based on some of this is based on personality traits as well too, but, um, and experience, but allows you to see transformation and things happening in other areas. So for example, I call this the transformation economy. The, the The traditional economy has its ups and downs right right now in the u s it 's going pretty good right now um, two years ago we 're not going very good so we 're on a, on a certainly on an upswing, but the transformation economy really w- makes zero difference what 's going on in the regular economy okay so you see the nugget i 'm giving you the nugget is things are rapidly changing and transforming, and if you can find a niche market that that is happening to and figure out how to participate, you're gonna win and win big. Uber and Lyft are a great example of this, the the ride sharing companies. In the Seattle area, taxi service was horrendous. Five years ago you would you would pick up your phone and 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 call a taxi, phone a taxi, and and it would be 45 minutes to get there, maybe, whether if, if they got there at all. And sometimes you could just wave them down, you see them on in the in the street, but most of the time it was just a nightmare. They were unreliable, they were dirty, they were just a disaster of an industry. But it was the only way to get from point A to point B. You went out drinking all night or whatever. They had a, a monopoly until Lyft comes into play or, or Uber and, and allows you to see a, a, uh, a car that's close to you. You push a button and, and you order it up and it's there within five minutes anywhere in our city now. That, is a, that transformed the taxi industry. Now, here's the wild part about it. They don't own a single taxi yet they're the world's largest taxi service, in the, in, bar none. And and Lyft, I think, has given them a run for their money. I use Lyft predominantly because I think they treat their drivers a little better than Uber. But, um, you know, Uber was the first one in there, and I think Lyft is is doing pretty well too. But both of them completely transformed in industry. Same thing with Airbnb, which is a... let's Before you, before you go to Airbnb, there's an
0: interesting thing, okay? Here in Australia, we've got Uber... Um, I'm thinking lifts starting to happen as well here in Australia in the major cities. I live in a regional area. Okay. There is no Uber or anything else. It's just taxi, but guess what's just happened. And this is exactly what you're talking about. When a big player like Uber worth billions of dollars doesn't move into a regional center, it opens the door for someone else. And Mm. so another Another company set up called Go Buggy. So now it, you don't have to be, there is always a niche within a niche. So the yes. big niche at the start was the taxi. Uber and Lyft came in and went, boom, we're going after that massive market. And then they said, well, because whether they couldn't get drivers, whether there was uh, political stuff or government stuff, I don't know. But they never got into the small regional ports, which then opened up the market for another business opportunity called uh, Go Buggy. And uh, so it's it's interesting to see a niche within a niche, within a niche, Um, beautiful to watch. And now, yeah, Airbnb, go, go Airbnb.
1: Yeah, and you know, one thing, other thing about Uber, if I was new to an area and I was a real estate agent or a network marketer or a mortgage broker or some kind of service industry job, sales job, and I had a little bit of, of control of my time. I'm telling you, I would work super hard in my, especially if I was just getting started in my early 20s, I would work super hard in my job during the day. And then I would drive a few hours at night for Uber. And the reason is because you're, you're getting exposed to different people on a daily basis. They're coming into your car. The only comparable thing I can, I can come up with, and, and you can have a, a solid conversation with these people, so, again, new person in, a, in, a, in an area, uh, network marketer, I would absolutely drive Uber because um, you're going you're to meet however many rides you're going to do in an evening, and you never know what kind of a conversation you're going to have with these people. It's just, it's just a great way to network. The only comparable one is maybe a bartender where they have those one-on-one conversations with people. And, and, but you, your, your driver is someone very easy to have a conversation with. It's pretty wild. So there's there's other aspects yeah. to you know the niche. You you could utilize that niche, make money while driving, but also network with people in an area. Pretty cool. So Airbnb is the world's largest hotel chain. Do not even own a single property. Uh, they're an app, and people. I mean, there's people in our area that actually buy homes or rent apartments specifically just to put them on Airbnb. They don't even plan on living in them. And, um, but you know, you can go to a city, you pull up Airbnb, you can find a location. It's usually maybe a little bit less or, or right in that area for, um, you know, to, to get a similar hotel and that kind of thing. And it's a really cool thing, but it's, it transformed the whole idea of, um, you know the hotel industry so now you have this new option and and entrepreneurs are taking advantage of both uber and lyft to um to make an impact and 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 make extra money and amazon is another uh company that is that's really a transformational type company i remember when so amazon is a seattle company right right in my backyard here and i remember when when they first started Doing, they're selling books online. I'm like, who in the world is going to buy a book online? It's heavy. They ship it. It's a, there's just no way. Why would you do that when you can just go down to the store and and, and pick it up? And obviously, I I missed that one because well, that's what everyone is thinking. But that, I mean, they do billions and billions and billions of dollars of not only books but other products too. But what's interesting is that. 65% of the products sold on Amazon are not actually Amazon products. They're products of people like you and me that, that, that have a business or, or, or you know, like uh, bring in some products from China, they put them on there, whatever, kitchen gadgets or anything like that. Um, but, but it comes from individual sellers predominantly. Um, so it's very entrepreneurial. But, you know, so you have this big, huge company that's really promoting entrepreneurialism. Same with Uber, same with Airbnb. The, the running thread there and it, and it connects back to the network marketing space with what we're doing actually as a transformational like nutritional type company. Um, the whole connecting factor there is is, is entrepreneur. People mm-hmm. want to control their lives more than ever, especially the up and coming generations. They don't want, you know, they've seen their parents work themselves to the bone um, and, and get very little out of it and get laid off, you know, after 10 years of, of devoting their life to a company. And, and so the opportunity to create a life of freedom, I mean, I haven't, I, you're in the same boat as me, but I haven't had a job since 2003, right? It's uh, 15 years, 15 yeah. years. And... Um, I mean, I kind of get up when I'm ready to get up in the morning and kind of go to bed when I'm ready to go to bed. And I and I do work hard. There's no doubt about it. But I work on my terms. And, and I work smart. So back in the day, um, I would do a hotel meeting or a, a home meeting where I would go to someone's house and do a presentation. And that was okay. But I never knew who was gonna show up. I knew my basic people were gonna show up, but as far as prospects go, it was hit or miss. So I'm driving 20 miles to a location, driving 20 miles home, not knowing what's gonna happen there. In today's world, I'm able to do a webinar online. And, and so if I only have five guests, which, which funny enough, if you had five guests in the living room, people would go ballistic, but they think, oh, I only have five guests <laughs> online. They think, oh, that's a, not a very successful webinar. It could be a hugely successful webinar if you have one <laughs> guest on. Um, so things have transformed in that industry as well, too. But what's changed is that that personal interaction is still vitally important. But where I see that mm. personal interaction is when you've already kind of exposed the business to someone. So they kind of know what's going on. Well, let, let me rephrase that. If I know that I can get together with someone face-to-face and have a cup of coffee with them to talk about business, I'll do that 99% of the time if it's, yeah. if it's in the area, that kind of thing. But um, the way I see to use that, because I'm a big believer in online and offline. But to me, on, offline is really more relationship building. It's, it's working with people that are maybe already exposed to what you're doing and maybe you're doing a follow-up with them or e- even better is they're already involved and you're doing some training and, and, and maybe a, a dinner afterwards where you're really getting a good understanding of who that person is. Most importantly, what they are looking to aco- achieve and accomplish and, and um, e- even more important than that is, is how you can help them get there. So it's very important to, to weave those two things mm-hmm. together for sure.
0: Yeah, so let's go there for like, just to let everyone know, you know, um, you know, we're both very passionate about the network marketing industry and about the, what it offers to men uh, and people, obviously women as well. Um, where does the man fit in the home business network marketing industry. I mean, the reason I asked this question and we've, we've spoken about the transformation economy. We're, I think we, we will, we'll, I think we're gonna, definitely going to have to do a few more interviews. Uh, Ty, we're definitely gonna have to get you on a few times, but you know, a lot of men, what they do, I remember you and I got started and you had an executive or a business career going. I had an executive career going on. Um, I, uh, and so, for me, I got started in this industry as a man and um, to to build it, provide for my family, to make money. But the big part was to see how far I can go. Could I win? Could I actually do something big? Could I make money? Could I make a name for myself? All of that stuff, right? And that's still a very big driving part of who I am. But I'm seeing a change in there where men... Are starting to think, oh no, that industry, that would be good for my wife because she's at home looking after the kids. And while, yes, they are absolutely correct, it is great for a lady who's home looking after kids. But I kind of feel like sometimes slapping people around and saying, hey guys, this this is not for the lady at home. This is for the entrepreneurial, this is the entrepreneurial kingdom builder man who
1: sees something big. Is that, is that what you feel as well? You're going to get me riled up now. Here's the reality. Network marketing is such a misunderstood business because you've got people who, I don't know, got involved in it and for a few months and went to a couple of meetings and like people were excited and there's rah rah stuff and, and they got turned off by somebody's personality or whatever. <laughs> or they were getting, feel like they were getting pressure to buy something that they didn't need. The reality is look at tear all that stuff. I was gonna say another word, tear all that stuff away. Yeah. And oh, shit. Anyway. tear that shit away. <laughs> and look at the reality, the bones of the business. Okay. You have very little overhead. You have you have you know companies that do hundreds of millions of dollars in sales willing to pay you like forty some percent. Uh, 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 back on, on every dollar they bring in, pay entrepreneurs, I should say, for referring business and referring people who refer business. That's stupid easy. And once you've been exposed to the lifestyle that that can actually create, the leverage of building a team and building a a group of people who really, truly want that product, not just like you know people who are money voted money motivated that are buying the product cuz they want to make the money we're talking about real companies and there's there's not many but real companies that have true customers that really appreciate that product that would buy it no matter what the money part of the whole scheme is but once you've been exposed to the lifestyle that can be created through that industry anybody that laughs at it i just laugh at i mean i just got to say if if you know, if we had a one-on-one conversation and say, "Oh, I would never do that," I'm like, "You, you would be stupid," and that's the reality. <laughs> I would and never. If people came, if people, came, you're if people came from that place, I'm
0: sorry. You go, Ty. You go. Didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, keep going.
1: Yeah, I mean, the reason you would never do that is because you're dumb and your IQ is very low. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's the reality. Or, 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 or maybe your IQ is not that low, but you haven't been exposed to people that have truly been successful. And, and seeing what this can really do, right? Because they get, they get there's nothing like it. So huh? they get caught up in. That's it. That that
0: is exactly what There is nothing like it out there. Now, this isn't this podcast. Is in general, is not about the hurrah of network marketing. But I hear so. I'm dealing. I, you know, so many men coming into the group. So many men. I just had a phone call this morning from another man. Um, you know he just heard that I've gone through my divorce and he just called to say, "How you going?" He's going through his second one and lost it, all of his sphere of connection around him. and he doesn't he, now he's got to start again financially. you know and so and, but they get stuck in thinking that it needs to look one way, whereas you have this business model called network marketing. Where they say, oh, I don't want to talk to my friends and family. And like, get over it. Your friends and family don't love you that much anyway. Find some new friends and family who want to get in business with you, and who because you're not the so unique that nobody else out there doesn't want to make money. Everybody wants to make money. Everyone's looking for an opportunity. Everyone wants to get ahead. You've got to, and that's when network marketing allows you to do. But I think I mean, we both get kind right of on, you
1: know, I mean, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but. If I say, okay, if you use online methods, use offline methods, use our marketing system if you wanna do that, whatever, you know, we'll help you do the how. But you generate $10,000 of business for this company, they're gonna pay you like roughly 1,500 bucks. If that's a year, fine. If it's a month, fine. If it's a week, fine. But that's about roughly what you'd be making with no overhead, no employees, no headache with the you know, government regulations or anything, it's all handled for you. With the ability to expand into China, the ability to expand into, into Japan, the ability to do work in Korea and New Zealand and the US, all from the comfort of your home with, with just a, a laptop or even just with a, a cell phone. It's stupid. And you can do yep. it. And so, oh, but I didn't make it, uh, you know, uh, but they wanted to charge me $150 to get started. Well, y- you're not getting nothing for that $150, number one. But number two, where do you start a, a business that you can earn $1,500 a month in, 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 say, three months' time or six months' time for $100? For
0: let, let me give every, the men a little bit of an idea. Okay, One of the passions I do is, is I'm in martial arts. So, I'm actually a professional martial artist because I, I get paid to do martial arts. So, I guess that makes me a professional. Now, what why what, what do I get paid? Well, I started a dojang, which is a martial arts school. It, to set that dojang up, just to set it up, to buy the mats, to fit it out, to put in the fans, to the lighting, all that stuff, $47,000. Yeah. Time descending it started in network marketing for 150 with $47,000 right there bang gone right that was before I got my first student uh before I did anything else then I needed to go and I needed to pay rent $30,000 a year yeah um <laughs> you know so it's like we it, it, so, guy, you know, like we're talking to, see so like this is that thing. It's that mind shift. Smack it out of your head. Get get a yeah. reality here, fellas. You told two men here that have made absolutely millions and millions and millions of dollars from the network marketing industry. We love the industry. We're passionate about the industry.
1: Um, now and now then on top of that, freaking hey. uncle who does you know who's who who claims millionaire one month and quits the next month, right? We're different. That's but here, here's then, the other thing, men. Let's talk about men for a second, okay? Uh, the network marketing industry is 80% women right now, probably, roughly. Yep. Why is that? Because men are stupid and, yeah. and locked into their careers and being fed a line of garbage by their boss who they wanna eventually replace one day, but then when they back up and look at what their boss actually does and makes and and how they live, they go, wait a minute, maybe that's not my dream, right? Like what is, because every single person listening to this had a dream at one point. We're talking the men specifically. Remember when I was a little kid, you know, me and my my two buddies, Johnny and Tyler, we drive our little cars and and we built a mansion out of rocks and twigs and things like that. And we just dreamed about what it would be like when we have ten cars and of course for some reason all three of us live together. We we don't. Um, but you know, what would it be like to have the, the, the cool kind of car that I want to drive and and, and live in a the house that I wanna live in and, and, and accomplish all these great things. And then and then we go to college and, and, and people say, Oh, you know, you just need to get realistic. And you know, two hundred thousand dollars a year is is, is a pipe dream, and you just get your job for 50 and be happy, right? Be happy, yeah. why? God didn't make you to just, you know, roll over and, and wet yourself and be happy with $50,000 a year. Because here's the reality. $50,000 a year, not only are you broke, but you, you're making zero impact on the world. Okay, you're not able to give money to charity. You're not able to save money for your children's education. You're not able to do shit. <laughs> that's the that's <laughs> the sad thing about today's world. Maybe you know, teachers are are a great profession, but they make fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, and they're not able to do very much. And they certain they can do something for those children, but you know, it takes money to do, to to build orphanages and and to and to you know make impact around the globe. On a, on a massive scale. So I just think the people, men in particular, need to get their balls back and get a dream back and, and think about what they can truly accomplish instead of just rolling over and saying, you know, I'm pretty happy. I'm going to watch Netflix and, you know, have a, have a beer and sit in my chair at night. When you, you can do so I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. much more.
0: Exactly. You've hit the nail on the head. And I think and, this, the, the, and we're definitely going to have another conversation, another interview in the future um, on this. But men, here's the thing. You know, as well as we do, we have a role to play. You have a role to play. You have a role to play in your life and in your future life and in bringing the purpose that is in, that you're here for, the purpose that only you can fulfill. You have a role to play in that. Playing small, playing tired, playing like, okay, with the excuses won't get you to fulfill that role. It just won't. You're bigger than that. Finding, um, partnering, being a part of something bigger than you are will allow you to dream again. It'll allow you to fulfill your life again. It'll allow you, when, when there is nothing like living in that place of of I'm learning something new. I'm doing things I never thought I could do. There is nothing like the energy that comes where you run headfirst into your perceived danger. You know, uh, we think about the warriors of today, the real, like the men and the women as well, who go off the battle. The the police, the. The the special agents, the servicemen, all of these things, all these people that are in the that are in the 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 firemen, the ambulancemen, the paramedics, they run headfirst into dangerous situations where their amygdala, their brain is telling them stay safe. Your brain right now is telling you to stay safe, man. That's not where you're supposed to play. You're a man. You're meant to play in the field of uncertainty. You're meant to play in the field of vision growing. You're meant to play in the field where you look around and you see the war coming, you see the battle coming, you let out the battle cry and you say, bring it on. That's where you're meant to play. That's your life. That's who you are. Um, So Ty, it has been absolutely wonderful to have you on today's webinar. Um, we will absolutely do this again. You know we will, um, and wish you all the best. If those of you check out Ty's new group, there'll be uh, a lot. We'll put a link in this podcast to to, to it, probably uh, if we can figure out how to do I that. Just, just
1: um, have and come see me at Twitter at Ty Tribble. That's where we're ramping things up.
0: Oh, okay. So there you go. So Ty T Y Tribble T R I So T Y. T-R-I-B-B-L-E, so type triple on tri- Twitter. Say that three times fast. Um, and become, a, you know, the, become part of second half. And guys, but listen, go in that next line. Go after the next part of your life and do it hard. Do it strong. Go for it. Don't leave any um, stone unturned. It's time for you to chase the dream. My name's James Hannon from Men Real Life, where we're raising up kings in the marketplace so that none perish. It's time for us to fight back, to fight for the dreams that you have, your family, your loved ones, your future, and your God. Have a great day, guys. Uh, Wonderful to have you on board. If you're not part of our Men Real Life group yet, let me know. Come to Men Real Life It's uh, on our Facebook, and we'll add you to that group. God bless. Ty, you are awesome. Love to the family. And see you soon, man.